Welcome back to the Chayrach on Achiyomi Learning Program. You are listening to Sefer Shoftim, Parak Beis with Yoshua Eisenberg. And the second parak of Shoftim is the true introduction to Sefer Shoftim, and that is because the first parak really appears to be a conclusion and sequel of sorts to the end of Sefer Yehoshua, and that is because most of Sefer Yehoshua dealt with the conquest of Eretz Yisrael, and pieces of that conquest continued into the first parak of Shoftim, of course, after the passing of Yehoshua. And in the previous parak, we learned about, for example, the conquest of Hebron. And as my brother discussed, the failure of many of the tribes to properly drive out the inhabitants of the land, the misplaced mercy, as he described it. But it is not until the second parak of Sefer Shoftim that we actually learn why the Sefer is even called Shoftim apparently named after a new system, which we'll see was largely not a successful system, and we have to figure out why. Obviously, it wasn't Hashem's fault that the system didn't work. However, in our parak, we have something that's not so common in Tanakh, and that is a sikum, a summary built into the story, explaining in what can be seen as a prelude of what exactly is going to be in this book. What happens in the era of the Shoftim? The Navi gives us the introduction in our parak, and then the rest of the book describes this very frustrating, vicious cycle. And that is that Klai Yisrael, they leave the derech of Hashem, they start doing a Zarah, going against what they had promised in the times of Yehoshua, and they get handed over to their, to their enemies, they're plundered by their enemies, whichever nation, whichever group it is at the time, and Hashem then sends a shofet, he sends a judge to somehow save them. The Mitzudas David explains that he would reprove the people, he would criticize them in the appropriate way so that they would do teshuva. And once they would do teshuva, they'd be saved from their enemies. And then the Navi tells us that once that shofet would pass away, that judge, once he would pass away, and sometimes even in his lifetime, um, they might not be fully loyal and obedient, they would go back off the derech until they're handed over to another enemy, after which point Hashem would have to set up another shofet to save them, and then after he passes, they go back to their ways. And that is the vicious cycle that continues until the very end of the book. The question is, what went wrong in this generation, and what happened to what was an otherwise extremely successful um, Sefer Yehoshua, where the Navi in Abur Parak already tells us there was complete loyalty to Hashem. The Pasuk, the Pasuk uh, Zion and Ches tells us that by Vidu Hashem, that they served Hashem, that Kol Yimei Yehoshua, all the days of Yehoshua, and even for the Zakanim that were Harichu, that, that outlived Yehoshua, all those who saw the great deeds of Hashem, so that generation, they were completely, they were entirely and wholeheartedly devoted to Hashem. But what happened once Yehoshua and those that came and passed away? The Navi tells us in Pasuk Yud, V'gam kol avosav, the entire generation eventually passed away, V'yakam dar acher achareihem, asher lo Hashem. And then got up another generation after them who did not know Hashem. In the penultimate parak of Yehoshua, we discussed here the concept of concordance. We find phrases that reappear in Tanakh. I believe this is one of them. Right, uh, at least it reminds me of when Paro, a new Paro, arose over Mitzrayim that didn't know Yosef, things went wrong, and now we have a new generation of Jews who 
purportedly do not know Hashem. They're not familiar with Hashem. And um, even the deeds that he had done for Yisrael, supposedly they were unaware of. What was the difference between this generation and the previous generation? Knowledge of Hashem and the deeds that he had done. And the question is, at what point does a generation no longer know that information? Was it that one generation was privy and saw and the other generation simply did not? The last living individuals of the generation that saw died and therefore everything just fell apart? So the Barbanel explains on our Psukim that when it says that a new generation got up that did not know Hashem, it says here, Biadia muskelas, with a full intellectual knowledge, they did not completely understand Hashem, Vegamas Hamasa, and even the deeds that says the Barbanel, Vegam Loyoduoso Biadia Hushias, which means that not only did they not fully grasp it intellectually, but they did not grasp it in their emotions, they did not feel it. What does that mean? And I believe the idea is as follows. The role of a shofet, a judge, so we think of a judge as telling us who is innocent and who is guilty. And in a certain sense, that is the point of a judge. And more plainly for us, it's to set people straight, to explain to them what they're doing is wrong. But it's not enough to do that. It cannot be that one generation fails to communicate to the next generation the proper way to act. And the two ingredients that the Abarbanel um, informs us of is the concept of the idea muskelas, the intellect, and the idea chushas, the emotional knowledge, the familial knowledge, the familiarity. Sometimes we think that chinuch, or education, is purely that. It is about education in terms of the subject matter, the content. And so long as people know conceptually what Shabbos is, or what the holidays are, or about wearing tefillin and about doing other mitzvos, kashras, and so on and so forth. If they know what it is, so then okay, then, then, then they're set and they should be able to succeed. The problem is that chinuch is not just about intellectual education, but it's about the idea chushas, they, they have to feel it. What is one generation doing to make sure that the next generation feels it? How does it appeal to their senses, their sight, their sound, their taste? This is why on Seder night we have ba'avur zeh, we point to things, we have props, we show them, um, we show our children the objects, they taste the objects, they feel the objects. How can they touch, sense, and feel their Yiddishkeit? And apparently the second generation did not feel it, they didn't have that. It apparently wasn't given over to them in a way that they can feel it. And when they're not properly educated, now Hashem has to come in and be the educator in an era where there are no open miracles anymore. And that is the purpose of open miracles. The purpose of open miracles is that one generation can see it and then communicate it and convey it to the next generation. And if they fail to do that, then they are dooming their children to have to repeat exile after exile until eventually they do teshuva on their own. But if it's just as simple as you do the wrong thing and Hashem smacks you, how long does that last? And I believe Hashem teaches us through Sefer Shoftim that it is not enough to just punish when you educate someone, even if punishment is deserved. But to properly set someone straight as a Shofet apparently means to simultaneously appeal to the idea muskelas and the idea Chushas. They have to learn it, they have to understand it, and they have to feel it as well. Welcome everybody to Safer Show of Them and we'll see you back here at Paragimel.